You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical, backward-ass ideals we have here in the U.S. This is episode 92 of American Sex Podcast, and I'm Sunny Megatron. My co-host is the lovely Ken Melvoinberg. We're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts too. Ken's going to be joining us in just a few minutes during our guest conversation. And speaking of guests, this week we're talking to Amberly Rothfield. Amberly is a 14-year veteran of the phone sex operating industry and one of the top active femdoms on the Night Flirt platform. Turning her attention to teaching how she became successful in the sex worker world, she's written a book entitled How I Made 10000 a Month as a Phone Sex Operator. It's free in its digital form to help those entering the field. And yes, I'll have the link to that in the show notes because I you heard free and you're like, what? Where do I get that? So don't worry. I gotcha. So since the release of that book last year, she's opened an online school of sorts for sex workers that primarily work online. That's AmberlyRothfield.com. And she's been nominated for a number of industry awards. She's taught and spoken at tons of events across the country. She's increased the income of hundreds, if not thousands of camp performers, phone sex operators, online dominance, and other online sex workers. Now, Amberly isn't stopping anytime soon because she's just released her latest book called Financial Domination, Tales from an Online Mistress. It details the art of professional online fin doming. Now, Amberly is freaking brilliant. I am not kidding you. So we first had her on the show about a year ago when her first book came out, and she has blown up since. She is now the go-to resource for all things on the business side of phone sex and online sex work. Now, during this conversation you're about to hear, Amberly tells us about the difficulties that she faced self-publishing her latest book about financial domination on Amazon, they gave her a hard time. Uh, we also dive into the do's and don'ts of online domination. Like, you know, what do, what do you do when fantasy meshes with reality and things start getting weird? Or your ethics are telling you it's time to walk away from a client, but that money's real good, you know? She also dives into the marketing and the increasing demand of erotic audio. She tells us where to go to learn how to be an ethical online dominant and where to go if you're a client to find an ethical online dominant. She also shares with us some incredible success stories that she shares from phone sex operators that followed her business advice. Oh man, this is an illuminating display of why sex work is so important for women and other marginalized people. And I got to add that this really is a moving part of our discussion. Yes, there is tears like crying and the whole the whole deal. Oh, and real quick, we do sidetrack with something that's helpful. Even if you're never going to be a phone sex operator, Amberly gives us some of her best dirty talk tips 
and sexual improv techniques. So stay tuned. Now, before we get to Amberly, I've got two really fast, fast, fast things for you. One, did you hear about my giveaway? I want to give you stuff free. Like you're going to listen to that, right? Not an inconvenience. No, I've teamed up with Karma Tantric to give away a tantric massage set valued at $200. The giveaway is open to people worldwide, no matter where you are. So get on it. I'll have a link to the entry page in our show notes at americansexpodcast.com. And those show notes will be for episode 92. Good luck. Now, secondly, of course, we want to give our heartfelt appreciation to all of our American Sex Podcast Patreon supporters. We appreciate you so much. And seriously, we could not do this podcast without you or your support. So thank you. And if you're like, well, wait a minute, what what's Patreon? What are these people doing so great? What's Patreon membership? I don't get it. Hop on over to patreon.com slash American Sex. There you can learn about the perks that American Sex Podcast Patreon members get. Now, not only does your membership help support this show, which is great, but you get lots of awesome extras too, like bonus stories from our guests. And yeah, there's one up right now from Amberly about the phone sex operator's worst nightmare happened to her. you got to hear it. It's good. Um, you also get full-length episodes. I just recorded one with Dixie De La Tour of Body Storytelling that will be going up shortly for members. You get American Sex Podcast stickers in the mail. You might get personal video greetings. The other random surprises in the mail. Who knows what I might send you? And I got some good stuff, you know? So a lot more. We love you and we'd love for you to join us at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash American Sex. All right, American fuckers, are you ready? This conversation has got it all. We laugh. We literally cry. It's the whole thing. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your pants. I don't know. Hold on to whatever you want to hold on to consensually, of course. Here is Amberly Rothfield. And I'm really super excited because we are here with Amber. Okay, no, fuck that. <laughs> you can leave it in, though. Okay, so Ken was really kind of high, you know. What's Not new? really. I'm very high. Okay, so, yeah. It was a real mellow sliding. It was like Kramer on Valium. Hey, hi. We are um, so Amberly Rothfield, we talked to you. It's been almost a year. It was um I want to say a year ago, August, that we talked to you. I was gonna say that's not true at all. We saw her in January. No, no, no. On the <laughs> podcast. Okay, so you had just released your book, How I Made Ten Thousand Dollars a Month as a Phone Sex Operator. And it was like kind of new. And then over the last almost year, you like have blown up and done all this great stuff and you have another book coming out so hi and you're full of awesome and you're making all that chatter now congratulations you (laughs) did all of the things right if you do you remember the last episode uh well the episode i was on with you ken you were like oh yeah now uh we wanted to get you on before we'll never be able to get you back get you on i know right like that's what why do you think we're in such a hurry to get you now because like once your second (gasps) book is out then we're fucked (gasps) Yeah. Ken and Sonny who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's my caviar secretary? I need to give Caviar secretary. <laughs> oh, wow. Caviar. Caviar. And that's just for your bunny. Like, that's not even for you. Oh, that's for my bunny. That's right. Because we're <laughs> nice. eating caviar. That's nice. Sounds right. Legit. That sounds legit. Okay. Um, yeah. So, new book, right? New book. Is new book. on pre-order coming out, like, any second now? Like, what's any- the deal? 
any second now. The latest will be out is Monday. We had some hiccups, but okay. not th- but nothing too different. Okay, so awesome because this is going to be released on Monday. So guess what, American fuckers, go buy a release book because it's out. <laughs> it is. Unless Amazon decides to be a fuckhead at the last minute or something. They, but. they approved the last first Good. One. All, I, all I have to do is get some descriptions and upload like two things and we're done. Yay. Yeah. Yay. I I, uh, I was talking to Amazon, one of the Amazon representatives, and he's like, I, I've i never had this problem. I'm like, what problem? He's like, your stuff's actually too raunchy for Amazon. We need, we need this. This is at a 10 and we need it at about a three. So wait a minute. What's your new book called and what's it about? <laughs> It's called Financial Domination, uh, Tales from an Online Mistress. And the original that I put, that I sent to submit it to Amazon, um, told some stories about blackmail. Um, and <laughs> you can say it here. We're not Amazon. Uh, that's oh, right. That's and right. by so, the way, if I might make a suggestion already, sell the like director's cut of that book. Like, don't worry about what Amazon wants. Like, sell the Amazon <laughs> product on Amazon, but you still should keep the for real one for the people that want all the juicy stuff. I do have that copy. I do. I do. Um, When Amazon said, this is too far, um, because I didn't think they actually read it. I thought they just leafed through whatever you sent to them. They're like, okay, it looks in the proper format. Go. Um, And I know they have, like, they shadow ban in their own way, certain erotica types. um, But I didn't think this was going, I thought maybe that could go in that house, but it didn't. But it's a good thing that they didn't. Uh, that they did rather um, tell me to go change it because when I first wrote it, ironically, it was kind of pretty much already written before I had my first book written. And it was just tales of things that I had done to guys, specifically like blackmail, home wrecking, stuff like that. And uh, the, when I, when I went back and I looked back through it, I was like, there's a, te- there's a lesson here. Um, Cause I talked about specific things, uh, specific clients that I've had over the years. I was like, what if I did this and based on a demographic of how many like normal customers you get, you know, the guys that like buy things here and there, mm-hmm. how many like super devoted customers you get guys that like buy everything, even if they are not going to like it because they just love you that much. Mm-hmm. And um, how many like guys are trying to time waste you and how many, t- how many like guys, um, are whales the guys that come through and they spend an epic ton of you on you and it's not frequent it's not regular but um to, to show really what one should expect if they're wanting to look at being a financial dom because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people think it's all whales all right, the time right so <laughs> yeah. is the book it sounds like it's it's kind of erotica but then does it like wrap up each scenario with like, let's break it down from a business perspective. Like what's the format? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly the format. So I tell the fun story because that's what we're here for. Right. Right. Um, and I, I give all the juicy details. Even I even tell where I fucked up. Um, Ooh. <laughs> Cause I, 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 like I don't think say, such a thing could be possible. Oh. Not, it's not true. You're lying. I fuck up a lot. Um, that's why I teach now, Ken. You can learn from my fuck ups. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I show where I've messed stuff up, and um, I it 
And then at the very end, that's when it gets into the business thing. Cause I kind of wanted it, it, if I would have released the original, it wasn't really on brand with the teaching that I do now, if that makes sense. Okay. So it, I wanted it does. It to but not- you know what? The last thing I bought off from Amazon was Bigfoot porn. And now in my head, whatever you wrote was more salacious <laughs> than Bigfoot porn. Um, I mean, but Bigfoot, that, the way they look at that is like, <laughs> that's fantasy. That's not real. I'm, I'm sorry, Ken. It is so real. It is it's, totally real. It's totally real. Bigfoot exists. I'm so sorry, baby. Um, but in their eyes, yeah, their eyes, it's not real. Though. Because it's, it's okay. a mythical creature, it's okay to have hypothetical sex. But if it's a real creature, or it's real human, okay. rather, I should say human, you, you, not creature. You don't have sex with humans, Ken. No. So I, I actually was hearing, <laughs> though, and I don't know if this is old news and they've changed it or it's new news, but like they have like alien porn and monster porn and stuff, and they've gotten rid of that, too, or erotica. And they've yeah. cracked down on that too. Cause, oh, because oh, I know what it was. They had told some people who write like you know, like Bigfoot porn and, and alien porn and stuff that it's bestiality. And people were it, like, "Are you fucking kidding me? They are not real." Sorry, Ken. They are not real. <laughs> <laughs> Next That's thing you're going to tell me, Santa's tonight. not real, bitches. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the running joke, Ken. It's not real. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, they, it, it, that's ins- it's it's insane to me. If if it's humanoid ish, like a giant octopus is real, therefore it's bestiality. Bigfoot is too human, so it's real. I, I, I don't if don't at me, don't at me for saying this. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just repeating what I've been told. But <laughs> <laughs> they've got some really. Uh, the polite way to put this, there we go. The polite way to put this is um, Amazon's slowly creating a gap in the market. There you go. That's a great ah, way to put it. I see. Ah. I see. Exactly. Um, they're becoming a little, they're cracking down on stuff more and more and more. Um, but they haven't gone too hog wild. You know, they're kind of just getting rid of the fringe stuff that kind of isn't allowed. But on that's a lot how of it sites. starts. This is true. First yeah. they came for, then they came for yes. me. That's first, they came, first they came for the Bigfoot porn. then they came for financial domination then they came for financial i will admit though reading like several people i had read through the first one were like i'm kind of on their side and they are very anti-censorship oh okay okay so so um, because it was a lot of it was a lot of talking about because when i was a baby dom let's get into how i fucked up yeah um i don't mind it this i was gonna i had that written down like ask her how she fucked up so thank you i don't even need my notes thanks (laughs) i'm i'm glad that was a note (laughs) um so i'm looking at it upside down right now (laughs) one of the ways i fucked up um as a what i like saying is a baby dom young dom I I really didn't think these guys were doing the stuff that they were actually doing. Like, I was telling them, I thought this was all fantasy. And I thought, kind of like any kind of entertainment, the bigger and bolder I got, the better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the more fucked up things I told them to do, the more, sol- the more I'm willing to go overboard and be extra, the better of an experience they're going to have. But guys started doing some of this shit. Mm. And it messed with their relationships. And it's now something I don't participate in because their wife didn't ask for this. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's okay in the purview of the fantasy. But when they start actually doing crap to other people, that's a problem. 
So um, some of the stories, and I do mark those as, I'm not proud of this, but I'm putting it out there because maybe it'll help somebody else get perspective of, oh, ooh, didn't think about it that way. Um, and it, it kind of broke up relationships. I, I, I hate to say it. I, I'm, I'm, I really did homewreck. Right. Was, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, these guys were really jerks and I'm kind of on the side. I vacillate between I, what I did was awful and well, at least she's free now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like things. you learn the hard way, like, oh shit, like that's a boundary. And now you're like, that's a boundary I don't cross. Exactly. And- it's, it's a boundary I don't cross at all. At all. However, so. however, because mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've done some moonlighting in this area. And there are a lot of like, when you're talking about fantasy with somebody, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's financial domination or anything, you know, a lot of it is like, oh, I went and did this and I went and did that. And it's like, it might be totally part of the fantasy and they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe... It's real. I know I I had a lot of calls where I was like, I don't know if this guy's just like, you know, getting into some embellished fantasy, or if this actually happened. Like, what do you do in that situation where you're like, I don't know, do you just play along like, okay, it's probably a fantasy, I'm just gonna go along with it? Or do you back off? Um, I don't see and that's a problem. I don't know exactly where that line lays. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Um, it's confusing. Yeah, so in that case, that's part of the reason I don't do, like, I talk about blackmail. I don't talk about blackmailing you anymore, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, I'll talk about, I'll tell you a wild, deranged story. Um, come listen to my story all about how I blackmailed. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it in that version, but I won't talk about it as if it's them. So that, that kind of gives me deniable, like, what's it? Reasonable deniability. Yeah. So like, it would be like, oh, you know, one time I blackmailed this person and this happened and that happened and I could do that to you because I'm that powerful. And you kind of end there. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And it, most don't have a problem with that because I'll just say such wild and crazy stuff that they would never want to happen in their life. So they're like satisfied that they got to listen. It's kind of like watching trashy reality TV. We don't want to live like that. Right. But it's fun for them to like listen to in the moment. Um, But yeah, like, and even, but even if it's not blackmail, I've had some sissies do stuff or I had a panty thief once. A panty thief? Like, yeah. I mean, thief. He liked to smell panties. Okay. And he kind of became a bit of a panty thief. Like, if he saw people hanging their clothes out on the line, he would try and go steal their underwear. This is totally would- a new idea for my next Pathfinder character. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he, would, um, he would go to laundromats and, like, try to just, you know nick some knickers he would try to grab crap that's some hilarious undies. oh my nick god some knickers. <laughs> nick some knickers <laughs> basically he would just try to take off with them and um there's one time we're talking about it and all the other times prior very silent background probably jerking off in his bed this right. is just a fantasy there was this one damn time when i heard like you know the television in the background, which again could have been his room, but you hear dryers going, you hear people shuffling those carts around. Um, I hear him like, he's like, there's this really hot blonde. I should go over there and I should like make, 
conversation with her than go ask her if her car's beeping and still her underwear. And I'm thinking that he's doing something elaborate. I, I didn't, my, I wasn't cluing in on those clues now that I'm looking back. Like, oh my God, you're really actually in the laundromat. You're not just fantasizing about this and making up a story. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I wasn't really paying attention to the background until I hear the, what are you doing from this chick as he's legging it to his car oh my god and then like i'm like that was the sound of a dryer (gasps) that's the sound of multiple dryers that was the sound of like a tv oh my god um (laughs) now i think i know where all my single socks went every single (laughs) every single sock there was a sock thief at the laundromat he's just he's the sock monster Wow. I've met the sock monster. And that was another moment where I was like, okay, I should be more careful. Um, but again, there's something different between like going to a, and, and stealing a stranger's underwear versus like being mean to your wife. Right. So, right. Yeah. But like at, at that point, if you ever discover like, okay, someone might be really, do you stop and break character and be like, wait a minute, are you really doing this? <laughs> I do now. I absolutely, I absolutely do now. I'm like, okay, just so we're on the same page, motherfucker. And I do say motherfucker. (laughs) Um, We're not actually doing this right now. We're not actually going to go out on that hiking trail and uh, jerk off in front of a bunch of people. You don't want me to do that, princess? No, that's illegal, baby. Right. Like, I want um, you to do it in the fantasy and we could talk about it and it's hot, but don't actually really physically go do it. I ha- I got into an argument with this guy because um, he was like, no, 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 it's fine. Only I will get arrested. And I was like, okay, A, <laughs> you're adding other people into your kink that did not consent. Um, this is the time's up period and I'm going to stand with reason. Um, B... Did you not see the court case where that one chick was telling her boyfriend to commit suicide and the judge was like, yeah, no, you're you're going to jail. Right. Um, Yeah. So if anyone's like, oh, you know, I don't see the harm in it, please. Okay. If I can't get you with other reasonable points, let's remember that. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, huh. If you can't be swayed, I hope that helps. Yeah. Ken's like not swayed. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) so i was just thinking before you there really wasn't a book about how to resolve situations like that so kudos to you my friend for actually writing a book that is genuinely going to help people and save people's panties in some capacity yeah Really, that's what I wrote it for, to save the panties. Bras would be better, because like, bras are way more expensive. Oh, like, bras are crazy. My bras expensive. are like, the cheapest ones are 70 bucks each. Forget that shit. If someone steals my bra, I'm, I I will be in would jail. You, would you have followed him in your car? Yes. Your car? I would have run him over and be like, give me my bra. Um, okay. So, I don't know how we got here. Uh, Sunny Megatron, bra warrior. I, I know, I know. <laughs> Instead of a chakra, you're throwing bras at that's the best we can make a scene out of this like i'm the bra dominant and i'm gonna tie you up in bondage with my bra and suffocate you in my giant cup okay (laughs) please tell me that like your costume is you like this ninja costume with the bra cup as like the face mask (laughs) anytime you know what surprise me middle of the night anytime you have blanket consent to do that to me Ooh. 
Frazier woman. No, that's not good. Okay, anyway. (laughs) I got to brush up on my creative phone sex ideas. Uh, Well, speaking of creative phone sex ideas, this is something I want to talk to you about. There's a book out for that. Because you've taught at like kink.com and a bunch of places. You taught. uh, It's all your fault. I know. Ken's Yay. Specifically. You've you've taught vocal <laughs> seduction. You've taught sexual improv kink on the fly. So I, I think this I know, I don't think. I think I know. Oh, my brain. I know. This is where a lot of people get stumped. Like they can't think of scene ideas, you know, or they all they can come up with is Brazier woman, which apparently is good. Um <laughs> make it work. So what are some tips you have for kink sexual improv uh my number one my number one thing i like to tell people is even if it's not phone sex if you're just speaking talking to your partner Mm -hmm. um which at one of these classes someone so called me out because i was like it's all about getting the other person to talk and so they're like okay so we're in the bedroom and we're a couple and we both went to your class and what we heard was get the other one to talk (gasps) oh and i was like to fucking Shay. Um, <laughs> I see your catch 22 and I raise yes. you, eh? Yes. Um, so I've clarified it since then, which is you, it, it helps if you can get the other one to talk. If someone's like a stronger communicator, mm-hmm. have them kick it off. Like tell the, have them say, you know, what turns them on and having like looking at your partner and saying, you know, what really turns me on. I love soft music. Turn the soft music on. Then that opens the other person to say, you know, what I really like, I really like fingernails down my back. And just getting that communication going is enough for people to say, well, I really like you sucking my cock and choking on it until like your eyes are damn near popping out of your head. I know we just took a huge leap there. But um, <laughs> from Kenny G to fingernails to <laughs> <laughs> eyes bugging out. Yes. Um, from Kenny G but- to Kenny MB. <laughs> oh my God. No, that'd be Kenny BJ. <laughs> but yeah that's it 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 will progress to that because you're just sitting there saying you know this is what i want and there's something empowering in saying this is what i like because especially as women in bed um we often aren't like we're not we don't say what we want we're usually following what our partner wants so by saying okay this is what i really like and having the communicator start first, then the other person is more open to say, okay, well, this is what I like as well. Like it open, it makes it more of a, I, I don't want to say the word safe space, but it makes it feel more safe to be able to say what you want. Yeah. And more collaborative. Yeah. And a lot of people also think dirty talk is a lot of, Ooh, ah, oh, oh, baby. Oh, daddy. Oh. oh, that's, that's just moaning. That's, I like right. to say that that's, that's just, um, not that I'm against porn stars. That uh, I like to say that's just porn scene moaning. Mm-hmm. Um, which does it happen in your life? It does, but that's not. That's if we're talking about an authentic um, t- scene, a bedroom scene. That's not usually what happens. If you really want to get into dirty talking, then okay. If someone says, "I really like fingernails down my back," describe what you're doing. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, just taking your, like, describe the fact that you're taking your fingernails and, all right, well, if you want your fingernails down your back, I'm going to start off 
right by your deck and slowly, and do this as you're going along. Right. Um, slowly roll them all the way down, back, uh, all the way down, zigzagging them across your spine, cupping the sides of your stomach before I run them right back towards the middle. See, that gets, that helps you really A, visualize it. B, it helps you more feel like you're in the moment and it then it becomes less dirty talk and it's more you describing what you're doing but adding your sensuality to it if that makes sense right right Mm -hmm. so it takes i know there are some people that are naturals to that you know they're just like i I did pretty well because i I like to be verbally descriptive but there Mm -hmm. are some people that that's not their natural state or they feel embarrassed Embarrassed. So it's like, if someone feels embarrassed to the point where they can't even start talking with their partner without like, you know, shrinking away, are there things that they can do even maybe by themselves or like talk in the mirror or practice things that they can do to like get a little bit more comfortable with these words coming out of their mouth? Because there are some people that like have never said the word pussy aloud and they're like, oh, <laughs> touch my you know, so what can that person do? Who's like 101 first baby step dirty talk. 101 dirty talk. I would say blindfold yourself, lay down and have your partner just begin to touch you. And, and, and of course, in ways that they probably know that you would like. Right. Um, and describe it. Now, if you can't do it around your partner, try touching yourself and just describing out loud what you're doing. I'm rolling my thumb around my nipples. Next, follow yeah. it with. How did that make you feel? I'm rolling my thumb around my nipples. It is making the hair on the back of my neck stand on end. And then you've got a descriptor to go with the action. Um, next, do it again. Do it someplace else on your body. I am taking my fingertips starting at my knees and I'm rolling them to my inner thigh. How does that make you feel? It's making me feel like I'm getting wetter. It's making me feel, uh, I feel my temperature rising. It feels like the room is getting warmer. And that really helps you get used to describing what's happening to you. That's not necessarily sexual. Saying the room is getting warmer doesn't really mean it's sexual. It just means you live in Texas. <laughs> um, so, but when you add it to the context of I'm getting wetter, I'm rolling a finger to my up my inner thigh towards my, even if you can't say p- p- pussy, you can say <laughs> vagina, like <laughs> whatever you want to call it, you can call you can call it that, and it helps you then learn how to describe what's going on with how it makes you feel. Which those two things together is dirty talk. Dirty talk is nothing but daddy, I want some more. It makes me horny. So it's a feeling mixed with an action or a description. Oh, I like that. That's that's good info. I'm gonna stick that in my little my little mental note. So I have a question. Is there is there <laughs> sure. an alternative to the phrase, how does that make you feel? Because that seems a little clinical after you do it once or twice. <laughs> how does that make you feel? Well, it feel, makes mean? me feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, um another word for I never th- Damn you with the good questions, Ken. Uh, if, if, how do, how does it make you feel? Makes it feel too clinical. It could be, how is your body reacting? Which also sounds clinical now that I say it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's one. Yeah, what, be another. What does that do to you? Yeah. What does what that is, do to you? 
Yeah. What do you think about that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of. How does your p- pussy feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the way you said it. That's adorable. <laughs> All right. So mm-hmm. I want to go back to financial domination. I know oh, like Lord. a few, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago, we had mm-hmm. a financial dominant on. But I think it, you know, it still bears some explaining or some misconception clearing up because people have a number of ideas of financial domination. You know, first is like, it's not a real kink. It is someone taking advantage of these poor horny men. Um, That's adorable. Yeah. Or that um, if you look at, you know, what are typically called the young instadoms on Twitter that think they can get a kick account and be like, I don't know, they kind of mix up their financial domination with like, Daddy, give me money. Fuck you. It's like, th- that's no. Uh, Where the story is confusing. You have no idea what's going on. Right, are, are right. You sugar baby. Yeah, you're, you're either a dom or you're sugar baby, but they're way different ends of the spectrum. Um, so give me a summary. Like, what exactly is financial domination? And why is it legit? I'm going to start backwards. Why is it legitimate? It, it, it's something that's been around for a very, very long time, even pre-internet, except it maybe it just didn't have the term financial dominant on it. Um, we've always had women that were, they, they kind of rose to power, even courtesans. I think a lot of court, like old school courtesans were, they rose to power because they had some sort of sex appeal. And even if they didn't fuck guys, guys just love them so much that they would make sure they were taken care of. Mm-hmm. Now it's just reality TV. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are different types of financial loans. There are lifestyle, the people that have multiple men who just pay for their existence. And um, some do have sex with them, some don't, but it's different than being a sugar baby because a sugar baby comes with the, you kind of have to ask for the money or you have to hope it comes. Whereas with the financial dom and also sugar baby usually is like pretty exclusive. Like you are exclusive, the sugar baby of this one person, mm-hmm. whereas financial doms have many different guys and there is no illusion of exclusivity. Right. And and sugar babies are more kind of at the whim of their, you know, daddy, where it's like when you're the dom, you're fucking calling the shots. Like, yeah, exactly. I think that's the best way to put it is that they don't as, as a financial dom myself, if my, if some of my, whaleish benefactors uh, i can get into the definitions of the different guys in a second but if i have a whale and he's like i'm in dubai i want you here tomorrow i would probably be like fuck off right fuck off um (laughs) um whereas with the sugar baby it's like i need you in dubai by tomorrow and it's like oh fuck what do i pack um how much am i taking <laughs> okay daddy will you buy me some new travel shoes too like <laughs> that voice yes perfectly yeah um <laughs> the voice that went with it and everything yeah no that's that's really what being sure that the difference is it's just and and again like if daddy says do um if daddy says you know we're moving you're not we're not going to be in the same city then you move and there's nothing wrong with that that's just not the only reason why i feel it's wrong is because i couldn't do it <laughs> i couldn't be like wait what where are we going no nah, that's not that's not happening right i'm 
I'm not okay with that. Um, your life is, your life is subsidized by men in both cases. It's just one has more exclusivity and more say over what you do, whereas mm-hmm. the other one, not so much. So are you taking advantage of these guys? Like, let's say, um, you know, you're talking to a guy and whether he's a regular or whether he's the, f- it's the first time you've talked to him. And of course he's motivated by his dick, you know, mm-hmm. and he just wants to keep giving you money or, you know, Oh, I'll send another tribute. I'll send another tribute. Or, um, you're even saying, you know, like, I don't know if it's, do you know something outrageous or you know send me money right now or i'll make you do blah 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 blah. at what point does it cross the line or does it ever cross the line of you taking advantage um i'm not gonna say you can't take advantage because i got some stories of girls that i was like you are actually a crazy chicken um lord um but i i believe that if you're not crossing the line Unless you are doing something that's like blatantly illegal. Like there was this one girl that the guy wanted to cut ties and she booked a flight to New York and showed up at his door. Ooh. That's that's a line. That's yeah. a big line. Um, as for like, I've had guys that I found out in retrospect end up having to file for bankruptcy after three or four months of serving me. But I didn't know what their financial situation was when they came to me, when he's sitting there dropping a couple thousand, like from the jump, right? I I'm of the mind. You have this just disposable income and it, it would be the equivalent of, you know, discover looking at your credit report and issuing you a $10,000 credit line. And then you spend it all and you can't make that payment. Right. In a couple months. What did Discover like screw you over in giving you a ten thousand dollar credit line or were you not being a responsible adult? Right. Right. Now I do believe once I, once I'm made aware, there have been times I've been made aware of someone's actual and it wasn't just them saying it, like there was also proof that went with it mm-hmm. that they were in a financial jam and it became very apparent to me that this is more of an addiction i personally walk away from those right because i wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing um so can it be an addiction can it be taken advantage of absolutely but we have to figure out where the line is for where a business me is responsible for what their customer does right that we most of the time don't have the information on yeah yeah i mean and and to me you know, being that I was, you know, I'm mainly a lifestyle BDSM person, and I very much put a lot into consent and, you know, looking after the well-being of your play partners and, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, but a lot of people coming into it on the professional side who are providers, they may not have that background. Most don't. So, yeah. Most most read a Vice article. Um, mm-hmm. Well, says the hypocrite who was in Vice. Mm-hmm. Um but most people read a HuffPost article and they're like, oh, I can do that. That's easy. And they don't take these things into consideration. They don't take into consideration that you're going to get a guy that read a salacious story about giving up his life to a dom and like he ends up having some psychological issues. I'm not saying all fen subs have psychological issues, but it is attractive to people who do. Right, right. So you have to be careful with that. 
Do you use birth control? You know, like the pill, the ring, or the patch? Statistically speaking, there's a good chance your answer is yes. Approximately 40 million Americans of reproductive age are currently using a contraceptive method, but over 20 million lack reasonable access to something as basic and fundamental as contraception. And if things keep going the way they're going with our state of healthcare, that number could rise. This is why we've partnered with Simple Health. With Simple Health, you can get your birth control prescribed online and delivered to your door for free. Yes, for free. So stop. Stop everything. If you're going to remember any of the details I'm about to give you next, there's one. There's one really important one. It's this. Go to simplehealth.com slash sunny for your free birth control prescription. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how it works. You go to simplehealth.com slash sunny, fill out a health profile, and then answer questions about your body, your preferences, and your insurance situation. A doctor reviews your profile to make sure you're a good candidate for birth control and then recommends a product and writes your prescription. Then it ships to your door on a reoccurring schedule with no interruptions. And uh, you know how important the no interruptions part is, right? I can't tell you how many times I was on my last pack of pills, but had no idea. Then when I realized, I call my doctor in a frenzy, hoping that they'll write me a script for just one more month until I can get in for my appointment. And of course, they wouldn't. So I'd have to skip a month of my pills. And you know how that just like screws up your whole body, not to mention leaves the doors of the baby factory wide the hell open. So I know you can relate, right? Now, just to be clear, Simple Health isn't making their own birth control. No, they only prescribe trusted and vetted brands that you'd normally get at your doctor's office. The best part about Simple Health is they offer affordable care regardless of insurance. They do accept insurance, and luckily, birth control is free with most plans. Yep, that means you pay absolutely nothing to use this service every single month. And for those without insurance, pills start at $15 a month, so it's still super affordable and delivery is free for everyone. Scripts average about 20 bucks or so for those without insurance, but our listeners, yeah, you can try Simple Health for free. Just go to simplehealth.com slash sunny or enter my code sunny, S-U-N-N-Y, at checkout. There are so many barriers to obtaining birth control, you know, lack of insurance, financial resources, time, or even easy access to a doctor, and they no longer have to hold you back from obtaining the care you need. Now, speaking of care, I do want to mention that this isn't a replacement for routine evaluations by your doctor. You should still get your health checkups but this is the most convenient and comfortable way to get your birth control. Again, don't miss your chance to try Simple Health for free. Go to simplehealth.com slash sunny or just enter my code sunny at checkout. If you're a birth control taker, this is going to save you a ton of time and money. And if you're not, please tell someone in your life about Simple Health. So, all right, then from the provider side, if you're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I'm new, I read the Vice article, and I want to be, you know, I'm a, I'm a new baby dom, and now I'm realizing, as I'm listening to this, I'm realizing, like, oh, shit, I got to get some ethics, but I don't know even the first place to start. What do you recommend um, for those people? I have an ethics class coming out next week. Oh. I, legitimately. Um, I actually may make that entire uh, lesson free. Um, so it'll be on AmberlyRothfield.com. Because that would be the ethical thing to do. 
It would be, I, th- I think it's needed. Yeah. It's, honestly. I it's, yeah. I think it's needed because, yeah, a lot of people are like, fuck you, pay me. That, if that is not a gimmick, then you need a therapist. Right. Like, it's okay for this to be your kish. It's okay if this is your character. But, for example, I had a guy, um, some guys think it's hot. I, this sounds horrible, but let's just let's just make Ken really happy by knowing more secrets about Amberly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a website called Credit Karma where you can pull your credit for free for Americans. I don't know if this works for international, but I some guys find it hot to like have me go on Team Viewer and watch them pull their credit <laughs> and. I, I watch it. I am not writing down anything. I'm recording dick all fucking nothing. This is just a show. Oh, my and God. Oh, the kinks that capitalism has bred. <laughs> Thank you. I actually thought that legitimately the last time this happened. Wow. <laughs> so I'm watching this guy one time pull up his, like, his credit report. And I'm like, wow, you sure as fuck owe a lot of people. Holy crap, you filed for bankruptcy. He's like, yeah, I filed for bankruptcy three times in my life now. And I'm like, that's why? <laughs> yeah and he's like you know i just i'm addicted to paying these girls and every time i keep saying i'm never gonna do it again i was the last time i talked to him wow i all of a sudden needed to wash my hair not kidding that is the that's what i told him and i blocked him and i he tried to contact me again a couple times but every time i block him because i can't be privy to that mm-hmm. you know um Ethics is something you've got to be bartenders. Bartenders have to be able to say you this is your last. No, oh. but it it ain't last call, but yes. this is your last call. So the fin sub has been overserved. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Yeah, and that's a good way to look at it. And, and it, even if you still think okay, it's on them, it's not my fucking fault. Here's here's another take on it. The ones who do have an illness, when they run out of money, they become nasty. <gasps> really? And yeah, I've I've had guys I, I've had plenty of guys who are kind of at the end of their spending spree. Um, so do they become Splenda daddies at that point? Splenda, oh my god, I'm using that. <laughs> <laughs> um, end of your Splenda your spending spree. You're a Splenda daddy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, you know, they start off. They they give you a couple hundred. You're talking, blah, blah blah. You're having a good time, but then it's just it's very like the money starts coming slower, and they become more and more irate. You're you've done nothing wrong. Everything that you're talking about is the same. And then they usually let in. They're like, oh yeah, the credit card statement's coming, or oh my god, my wife's gonna find out how much I spent. And they start being meaner and meaner to us. Oh. And. You don't, I I don't like to deal with that. So you're basically, when you know someone, when you do that to someone, you're going to cause this reaction that is going to come back on you. Mm -hmm. Um, Danger, Will Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) So now what about the people listening who are potential or very hardcore financial submissives when they are looking for a financial dominant to play with? How do they gauge who's ethical and who isn't? Look for, I hate to say this because everyone's be like, well, the new doms need to prove themselves too. look for doms who are serious. And here's the way you know a dom's serious. And this will also, this can apply to even a new one too. Do they have a clip store? Um, if they are peddling cash app or um, PayPal, chances are they're trying to hide their income and this isn't a business to them. Um, 
when it's just something you're doing on the side, you have a lot less in your head to lose. They're not really thinking about legalities. Mm -hmm. But when this is a business, you have a lot to lose. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you are going to take less risks and you're going to be more ethical. Look for someone who has a few hundred clips in their clip store. Um, even if you're brand new, a few hundred, three a day, like in 30 days, you're going to have at least a hundred. Right. Um, look for someone who's active on social media, not just like, it's not robo posts of new stuff, buy me, buy for me. Look for someone who's talking and they sound intelligent and every other post isn't fuck you, pay me. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, those, and also if they have a verification video, run, run the other way. Really? Why? I would think verification. Okay, so for those listening, if you're like, what the fuck is a verification video? <laughs> what the fuck is a verification video? A verification video is something that a submissive started about seven years ago, demanding all doms prove that they're the girl in the photo, because clearly you can't financially dom someone if you're not the girl in the photo. Oh, God. Um, Seriously? Which, like, some go- huh? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> that's part of the reason I got doxxed is people were like, when I was using legal content, they were like, oh, you're making more money than the girls' photos you're using. And I'm like, yeah, I know how to market. Um, and they got mad. So they started demanding verification photos, uh, uh, videos. So it's a five-second video with you holding up a sign or even better yet, writing your Twitter handle or some sort of name onto the sign, turning it around and saying, like, I'm Goddess Amberly. Um the reason why I say run the opposite way is because these girls are usually taking the advice. Like if you look at the top girls like Sierra Lynch and other girls that have a ton of clips or tech Dom or someone like that, mm-hmm. they don't have this stuff. If you have even 50, 20 to 50 videos in a clip store, you don't need a verification video, right? Like you are, you are you. Um, also it, it, it tends to be girls that are following the steps of what they think is right rather than actually like researching. They're just looking at what they see other doms do or they join um, certain forums and sites where that type of culture is promoted. Right. But if you look on those forums, very rarely will you find anybody that is one of these top doms on there, if that makes sense. So then are you saying that if somebody wanted to get into financial domination, and a lot of times that's kind of comes with the territory, if you do phone sex, and the phone sex that you do is mainly domination, you're going to get a financial component that slips in there with some of your clients. It's inevitable. So, and if, if you like it and you're like, I want to lead more towards this. This is awesome. You're, yeah. you're, you're about to hit up on my favorite. Okay. So I have a really weird definition of Fendon that huh. a lot of people, they end up agreeing with, but when I first say it, they're like, disagree. Uh, hear me out. Um, AKA don't at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say if you're getting money for what you're doing, be it sucking some dude's dick or talking about sucking some dude's dick, or you're just sitting around farting, like literally doing fart clips, you are financially, you're a financial dominant. If you're taking- Hashtag farty party. Farty party, yes. (laughs) If you're taking money from someone, you are financially dominant. Because there is that exchange there. Though some people say financial domination comes with no exchange. There's no um, expectation of anything on top of that. And I would say that's extreme financial domination. And 90%, like when you read my book, you're going to see 90% of the guys who come your way 
aren't like that. Right. To further back up my point, Sierra Lynch, who is inarguably like the queen of online femdometry. Mm-hmm. Let's make that a word. Femdometry. Um, Fendometry. She wrote a really good article because girls come to her, or she wrote a good blog post about um, being a financial dom. Because a lot of girls come to her, they're like, you know, I want those $15,000 days. Don't worry, she does too. Um, and she says that, you know, even with the uh, level of fame that she's crafted, she still makes majority of her money off of her clips, which are like 10 to 15, 10 to $20. Mm. She still makes most of her money off of transactional stuff, which leads to guys loving her enough where they will give her these really amazing days. But she doesn't bank on those. Right, right. So uh, if you're looking to do more Fendom as a lifestyle, it's probably not going to still pay majority of all your bills for the average person seeking that out. Like if you're seeking out a Fendom relationship because of your current social economical status, this is not... Right. This is not it, ma'am. So the myth of like sitting around and doing nothing and and submissive men are just throwing money at you, that's not real? I actually don't know any dom that lives like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and if you think about it, like if you're a financial dom, I I couldn't do that. I had a live-in, uh, a slave at one point who like did all the cooking and cleaning, drove me fucking nuts. Cheers like, to that. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. No thanks. Pass. Everyone thinks like, oh, yeah, you have all these men running around doing stuff. And he did. He paid significant portion of my bills. He did all of the maid service. But like he was up my ass 24 fucking seven. Yeah. And oh, you're not a good dom because you couldn't get him to go away. No, he was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't realize part of what sissies like to do is get reprimanded. Well, to get reprimanded, they have to fucking annoy you first. Yeah, I've had people tell me like, oh, why don't you get a submissive to come clean? I'm like, they're the worst cleaners. They want to clean like shit. So then you give them attention and you punish them. Like you spend more time with emotional labor on those people than you do getting your fucking floor mopped. So no thanks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly. Why would they're like we'll just have several men living at your house taking care? That's more like that, that's <laughs> times more. three. Like no, time or, I, I used to have a submissive that dressed like a maid full time. She didn't do cleaning at all, though. To be honest, like yeah. it was just like her bending over and pretending right. to clean something, like, and ooh, then a dick dusting. fell into some hole. Yeah, and yeah. a dick fell into. <laughs> so I want to go back to to what you were yeah. or what I was asking you before is that like mm-hmm. when you were saying okay, look for somebody who has a clip store and like mm-hmm. the verification videos, and you don't need them because just go to their clip store. Are you saying that you can't be? an online financial dominant unless you're going to show your own face. No, I know uh, Princess Shimmy is a really good example. She doesn't show her face. Okay. I, for some reason, she's the only one that comes to mind, but I know there's a good like handful that never show their face. So then how do you get around like making clips or, or whatever seeming real? Uh, Clips. I mean, again, for years I I was a skinny, tall 18 year old white chick. Because I use legal content. Uh, when I say clips, uh, edit that and put in audio clips too. Ah, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I kind of use it interchangeably and I should probably start notating that. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can do audio. Audio is perfectly fine. Um, is and- audio like, do people really want to like, when I'm thinking of, okay, I'm going to go to a clip store and I may not be the, you know, I'm not really the right demographic and I don't buy a bunch of clips on clip stores, <laughs> but I would think I'm going to go there and I want something I can see that I can fucking jerk off to. How many people are actually buying audio clips on clip stores? Is that a thing? I, I, with my one clip store that's pure audio, I make enough to where the average American would be perfectly happy. Wow. Well, like, I, I would even say like three family household. Damn. Would be perfect. Okay. I have happy. to get back to doing my audio clips because <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> and, and to for, uh, further illustrate, if you're like, oh, well, you're just lying about your numbers, I want clips, which is one of the bigger clip sites. Their co host for their vivid radio show is a girl who doesn't show her own face and she does audio only. Oh. So I don't think I want clips would make the co-host of the radio show if she was a schmo. Right, right. Um it's it's it and also clips for sale, which is like, you know, the inarguably the big I keep using that word. Um the biggest clip store because it and they've been around the longest ever the first, they have an erotic audio and audio only section. So they have two sections specifically Ooh. for audio and they routinely delete um they routinely delete categories if no one's uploading to them okay okay so. All right, really quick i want to bounce three other um like programs that you can use to do stuff like this with and i want to know what your opinion is of them just sure. so you can keep it brief uh first one would be night flirts what is your opinion of night flirts i i stand night flirt i love them to death um, they have a goodie section where you can also upload your audio and video if you want to. And so for those listening along, they were like, what's Night Flirt? It's basically a phone sex platform that also has clips, also has texting. Now you can do like sexting and, and various mm-hmm. things. Next one, OnlyFans. You can upload audio to there, actually. Yeah. No, you can use OnlyFans. If that's for, for, for those who don't know, OnlyFans is a subscription service. So you can like upload stuff and people pay once a month. And it's, it's kind of like Patreon. Patreon it is. for it's, dirty yeah. folks. Okay. Uh, and then the last one was going to be Chatterbait. Do they allow audio? And I don't know if they allow audio only for Chatterbait. I think they might. It, it's um, a very have, broad program, so I'm not 100% sure of everything that they do. Uh, Chatterbait is a token-based cha- uh, cam site where basically you do everything theoretically for free, but you're hoping people will throw tokens at you. I have talked to some of the representatives, and they don't mind. Um, they, they told me if you did an audio-only Pro uh, like show they've never had anyone ask for it, but they they wouldn't poo poo the idea unless they got a lot of people complaining. Interesting, hmm. huh. but at the same time, like who's gonna come? Oh God, she wasn't showing any part of her face; she was just talking. Okay, well then, don't throw tokens at her. Right, right, yeah. exactly. If you don't yeah. like it, go elsewhere and don't spend your money there. Obviously, it's audio only. Like when you go there, if there's no pictures moving, hey guys, you got a clue. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of guys going, Your cam broke in. <laughs> <laughs> open, open everything's oh, black. I wish, I wish you were live black. Yeah. Oh, it's funny because it's true. So okay. <laughs> so for those of you who for, for those listening, American fuckers listening who aren't really familiar with Amberly, at this point in the conversation you might be going, Damn, she knows a lot of business stuff. So like you not only have your book, How I Made Ten Thousand Dollars a Month as a Phone Sex Operator, you have like a a monthly like subscription site that's super cheap and has a 
buttload of information. So tell me about that. I blame you guys for this existing. Really? And and tell Um, the listeners why you blame us. Why? Why do you blame us? I I blame you guys because um, you said that I was going to blow up and things happened and I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, I made the site because instantly after the book dropped, Sesta Fosta happened, then Yahoo Instant Messenger um, like died. So instantly two parts of my book were kind of false. Well, not false, but... Um, there, it's not wrong. It's just, it was the most updated information. Um, so I decided like a site would be the easiest way to get the latest information out. Okay. So, uh, it started at $2 a month. Now it's at $4 a month. Um, and I put out three videos a week with two written PDFs that are pretty long. Like they're about three, four or five pages, depending. Um, and then I put in the random like 60 page guide here and there. <laughs> Because I'm extra. Um, But yeah, I specifically talk about marketing in the adult industry, be it phone sex, be it webcam, clip production, audio production. And I try to keep the lessons pretty general so you can apply it no matter where you are in the adult industry. And I I have followed you on social media for a long time. That's kind of how we met. (laughs) And uh, every once in a while, (laughs) you'll post success stories or like a little blurb from somebody who like gave you feedback like oh my god i implemented your strategies and I you know cry. this month i met <laughs> 4000 percent of my you know monthly average or whatever so what are a couple of the biggest success stories that you've heard after people have used your educational information God damn it. You guys are trying to force me to cry. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to adult this one so hard. No, <laughs> fuck you. Because you cried last time. I did. Yeah. Um, so bizarre that you guys have done anything to help people. But um, okay. Um, do you have so your tear my, jar for me? Just checking. I do. I have it going because, oh, there goes a contact. We're fucked. Okay, oh, no. So, yeah. uh, worth it. <laughs> there Collect is, um, those tears for Ken. They're his loop. I will. I, I, <laughs> I love you, Ken. Um, so there is this one mom who her, her her baby daddy dipped out and she had like four kids. We'll say three to make sure that I'm not lying. Um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it was four, but at least three. And she bought my book. She paid it for a dollar because it is free. Um, I can give you guys the link. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have that in the Amazon. show notes. Yeah. Yeah, some, but some people can't afford that. She paid a dollar because she said she felt like she had to give me something. And 30 days later, she was like, I made so much. I don't care if he pays child support. I don't care if he ever comes back. And I was like, that's great. And I was like, okay, I hope she keeps it going because, like, new girl-itis is a thing. Like, people swamp the new thing. Oh, yeah. It, whether or not they come back. Um, site's been around, around almost a year. It'll be a year in, like, late July. And... Um, she came back six months later um and she she had become a member of the site which was awesome Uh and she was very like every video she was commenting on it and asking questions and really you could tell she she wanted this so bad i got a 500 dollar tip from her (gasps) and she was like i actually have a savings she goes it's not much it's like 300 and i was like don't give me 500 (laughs) (laughs) she's like i have a savings she's she wiped out all of her credit card debt um she got her kids all new school clothes um 
she's no longer, she was sleeping on the floor. I didn't know that. She was sleeping on the floor. She had a bed. Um, and she's like, next month I'm moving into my first rental house. I'm not living in a really crappy government apartment anymore. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, that, that was the best one. I save mean, I, every I, one of those tears for me. I can hear them rolling down. <laughs> I'll save them for you, Ken. Um, I don't wake up to stories quite that powerful every day. Wow. But just even knowing some people are like, I, you know, I, I've got someone who told me just yesterday that she could pay her student loans. I, I wake up every day to a message now of someone saying that I've helped them. I went this time last year. I'm not this time last year. Oh God, it was a year and a half ago. It was Exotica Denver. The last time they were in Denver, mm-hmm. I went to that con and no one knew who the fuck I was, which is fine. I don't mind. Like I right. wasn't hating. I was networking. You didn't walk around like, fun. don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> I cried so much during this past AVN though, because so many people kept coming up to me, knowing who I am, hugging me, having copies of my book they wanted me to sign. I couldn't talk. <laughs> wow. AVN ended. Wow. Like actually, I when can I attest saw you to guys, the fact that you couldn't talk. We looked at you and you started blubbering. Yeah, like, you just melted. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I couldn't like speak beyond a whisper when I saw you guys. And it wasn't just because it was you guys. My voice was gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think this is important, especially for people listening along. I know the majority of our listeners are supporters of sex workers and sex work. But for the people who are critics of sex work, this is a a perfect display of why it's so important, why it's so important to women and, you know, female presenting people and marginalized people is like that perfect example. She's a stay at home mom. I can't imagine how hard it would be to go out and get a minimum wage job and have to pay your childcare, you know, twice as much as you're making. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that's lucrative that she can do at home. She can provide for her kids. She can get away from abusive situations, which how many women are in financially abusive situations and can't escape. And it just shows how important sex work is. And people don't see that. Um, yeah. and you're, you know, and I, again, I, I don't know the whole world. I'm, you know, I'm not the, the knower <laughs> of everything, but at least in, in my bubble, you're the only one that I've seen that devotes so much to helping other people make their own careers. I, I try. I really, really try because it's, and that was, it, it was kind of, I don't want to say like I wanted to profit off of gap in the market, but it was something I found was a huge gap is you do have other girls who devote their time to help their friends or someone messages them on social media. They'll give them some advice, but I hate to say it because they're not being paid. They don't have the time right, right. To, to really kind of handhold and help someone get from point A to point B. Um, so I put my book out for free because really I so many, even even people who aren't phone sex operators are saying this has helped me so much and wow. being able to like restructure my 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 business. Cause it's more business it's taking business advice and applying it to the adult world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have been able to make enough to where they can become a member of my set or they can book a consultation. And that gives me this freedom to really be able to have, to have the time to look at it specifically what you're doing and not just give you general advice of go sign up to Chatterbait, shake your ass and make money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is go make cuckolding clips. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I can, I can sit there and say, okay, you want to make cuckolding clips. You want to, if you're going to do cuckolding, here's the specific sites you want to be on. Um, here's some complimentary stuff that you can go along with it. Here's some different forums you can try out in order to, uh, market yourself. Here's some different publications that haven't had too many people write about cuckolding at all, or it has been a long time so you can get some notoriety, so on and so forth. Right, right. And I want to add something to this. There's a lot of folks out there that you, you may want to help, but maybe you don't want to um, like put money into one particular person. If there's something that you want to help sex workers with, that's a broad thing. Get involved in politics and doing whatever you can to start decriminalizing sex work. Because the only thing that you're going to do there is you're really going to open up opportunity for those that don't have it now. And as you can see, Sesta Fosta has been kicking the shit out of everybody yeah. in every sex-related business. Um, but, I mean, it might be the impetus that drives us to getting sex work as a political yeah. platform. And it needs to happen because people are, you know, especially, like you were saying, Sonny, you know, women, marginalized yeah. people, yeah. trans Disabled folks, people. Disabled like, people. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, fucking is the one thing a lot of people can do to make some money or at least being <laughs> sexy is something that everybody can right. do. And they can do it money. on their own time. They can, you yeah. You can be your own boss. Yeah. You can set your own rates. And exactly. we will be doing nothing but helping people with a victimless crime by, a, you know, a f- helping make this a reality. Yeah, exactly. And, and thank I, you, Amberly, for making that an easier path because that's exactly what you're doing here. You're awesome. Wait, I'm political. <laughs> Whether you realize it in or not, in a roundabout way, in a roundabout way, you yeah. are. Yes. I didn't realize. I never even thought about it like that. <laughs> I thought I just taught marketing. <laughs> well, I mean, a you you're a political in a roundabout way, even if you don't realize it. And B, oh. I've told you this before. Like, I have a marketing degree. I worked for the number two ad agency in the world for 17 years and you don't have a marketing degree, you fucking know your marketing. I don't know if like you were blessed with some like miraculous <laughs> gift or some shit, but I, I have a funny story if you want it. Huh? Childhood. Yeah, but let's hear it. It's, my, my wife loves this story and I hate telling it, but she, at some point you're going to meet her and she's going to tell it to you because Yay. she tells it to everybody. So <laughs> screw her. I'm going to get the jump this time. Um, I was in kindergarten and I think it's because I'm Aspie. I don't look at stuff that like, you know, if someone has a pencil and, and it's like, Lisa Frank was a big thing back then. All these girls had Lisa Frank pencils and I didn't care if I wrote with a Lisa Frank pencil or a regular yellow number two. Right. And my dad, for whatever re- my dad was like trying to get me to be more girly. So he bought me some Lisa Frank pencils. And all these girls were like, I want that. I will give you two of my number two pencils. I'll, I'll give you a quarter. Well, when I heard quarter... <laughs> My, like, ears went up, and I was like, you'll give me a quarter for this. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So I gave her that, and I still had a couple of my yellow ones, so I used that. Um, The next day, my dad, again, when I was doing homework at home, he was like, because, I mean, it was bullshit home because it's, like, kindergarten. But he was like, what happened to the pretty pencils? He bought me more. (laughs) Oh, damn. I started taking them to school and selling them, and I started coming home with all this money. And my dad's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well... You buy me four pencils, and it was like 50 cents or something, and I'm bringing home a dollar. And even my dad was – he was pissed, but he was like, fine. So, he started taking me to the store to buy them. (laughs) Within like – within three to four months, though, all the girls had no lunch money. So, like, my teacher had to call my dad and tell him that I needed to stop being this little lunchtime pencil hustler. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
So then I just started selling them on the playground after lunch because I was like, well, they had their chance to get lunch. They decided <laughs> like, to I'm going to put ethics into it now. <laughs> I'm going, we're going to add some ethics to this. <laughs> and um, the girls were like, they were so obsessed with it that they were actually like waiting until um, until recess to like do it. So we could, they had to call my dad in a second time. And then I was like, okay, so what if I just do this on the low at the end of school? And I tried. So, I, again, I guess the ethics went out the door. I was in kindergarten. Don't don't <sighs> at me. So, I started doing it after school. And, again, like, I got busted. And, um, like, they started checking my backpack every day. Oh, my sure God. Make sure I wasn't breaking in these, smuggling in these damn Lisa Frank pencils. Oh, my God. So, then I started finding these, like, marble ones. And the boys liked those. And new market segment right there. I had a new. Exactly. You told me I couldn't sell Lisa Frank. No one said anything about these, though. So they ended up having the final meeting with the principal, with my dad, with my dad. And um, my little racket went tits up. But there was like days as a kindergartner, I was bringing home like 25 bucks. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> In quarters. You were a pencil baller. I was a pencil baller. Yeah. So I think. A chapter in your next book needs to be like how the Lisa Frank Lisa. changed the online sex work industry for the oh better. <laughs> I've always been a little hustler. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this has been awesome. Um, yes. I could talk to you forever. I, I we'll, we'll continue to talk after we press the button. But uh, so I will have a link to your online like. Is it a school? What is this? A site where you learn all the shit every month? Like, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. What is, like, adult marketing membership site. Okay. There. Okay. Sure. So I'll link a- to that. I'll have a link to your new book. I'll have a link to your old book, which is free. Um, I will have the links to all the stuff for everyone. Like, who the fuck is this Amberly chick? I need to know more. And maybe crazy. I can. I want you to just sell your tears for on the open market to not Ken. <laughs> a vial little vial like little little vial you put I, in her I necklace i should start selling them i cry enough i cry all the time seriously amberly amber tears yeah really yeah it's like unicorn tears but better totally totally less hydrating yeah well thank you this has been awesome um and i hope next year when we talk to you again oh, you're God. gonna blow up some more and then come with all and these that you'll stories. still talk to us yeah and you'll still i will talk still talk oh my god <laughs> Amberly's too like good that. for us now because she's changing the world. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Someone's going to think you guys are serious and be like, she's like that. No, no, you're not like that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. This has been awesome. And uh, we will talk to you again next year <laughs> or thank maybe you. sooner. Who knows? Thank Alrighty. you, Amberly. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag Psychicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. 
Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.